안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까. Beautiful Saturday today. Today I'd like to talk about God, uh, women, and world peace from True Mother's Anthology, Volume 2. Let's study. God, women, and world peace. My dear friends, have you ever wondered how a world filled with such evil and corruption could come from a God of love and goodness? If you read the Bible carefully, you will see that the fall involved the loss of Adam's entire family. First, the position of parents was lost through the fall of Adam and Eve. Second, the position of children was lost as Cain murdered Abel. God's blueprint for an ideal family and world perfection was lost. Therefore, to restore the original family, God works in reverse to reclaim the positions of Cain and Abel and then the positions of true mother and true father. This pattern requiring the reconciliation of Cain and Abel as the foundation for restoring the true parents has been God's consistent formula throughout the history of restoration. The separation of fallen humankind into a Cain-Abel division occurred over and over again in Judeo-Christian history. God, first of all, separated fallen humankind into two opposing fraternal sides of Cain, representing Satan and Abel, representing God. To resolve the emotions that resulted from the fall, God used the method of having the able side be attacked first and sacrificed. As a result, the able side was able to stand on that very foundation to embrace the Cain side and receive the blessing that Cain in the eldest son position had received. For example, the religion that advances the purpose of salvation always receives Satan's severe persecution. It walks the path of receiving constant opposition, yet it continues its sacrificial efforts to save the sinful world. Likewise, good people always stand in the position of being struck first and sacrificed. <clears throat> yes. Due to the fall of man, Adam and Eve first lost their master's position, owner's position. Secondly, they lost their parents' position. And thirdly, they lost their children's position. To return it, you have to go through the opposite path. First, the restoration of the birth, birthright must be accomplished as the Cain and Abel. And the second must be the restoration of the parents' right. And the third must be restoration of the king's right to, to restore the position of the ownership. This is the essence of the providence of restoration. God used the method of the having the able side to be attacked first and sacrificed. As a result, the able side was able to stand on that very foundation to embrace the Cain side and receive the blessing that Cain in, in the elder son position had received. 
And today I summarized through Father's word about who is able and who is king. It's all is Father's word, okay? I just summarized who is able and who is king. The person who does God's will is able. The more public person is able. What of what is Cain? It is Satan's side. What is Satan? It starts with thinking about oneself. Abel began by thinking about God instead of thinking about himself. Today, to save Cain on the course of restoration, you have to work three times as hard. Since the number of completion beyond the formation and growth stage belongs to God, you must work three times as hard. The person who try to, tries to fulfill their responsibility is able. People who hold their heads up and try to force others to eat are Cain. Cain is a person who tries to uh, dump their worries on others when they have worries. And Abel is a person who has their own worries, but also wants to take on other people's worries. Because Abel was loved by God, he is willing to sacrifice to cover God's will of restoration. Abel is the one who is loved by God. Do you feel loved by God? When you see someone he is really able or not, you can feel that God really loves him or not. You need to check about that. God really loves him or not. God bless him, he bless him or not. Someone is receiving more blessing than me, he's more than he's able more than me. You know? This is a very important condition. You know, to become the able, you need to receive love by God. And then one who receives love by God is really the action is different. Wherever you go, you can testify God is a living God. God is alive. Everybody feel that, wow, you are my true able. I can feel that through seeing you and seeing God. This kind of person we call able, able. You were not aware of the uh, strategies of God and Satan until now. They, the way to beaten and taken away is Abel's way. It seems that Satan won by striking first, but later he had to add his good things and return it. The being on the evil side means that even if you beat the uh, opponent and occupy it, it does not prosper. But even the good things in the midst of evil are taken away. A person who is criticized and harmed in an innocent position must become able. And a person who criticizes and harms becomes gay. Those who say things that benefit others become able, and those who say things that harm others become came. Father very clearly explained that who is able and who is Cain. We try to avoid the position of Cain. We need to really become good able. You know, to become good able, you need to sacrifice a lot. 
more than anyone. You need to do Jung Sung more than any other one. Then the, the case figure naturally surrender to able. So that's why, you know, to become able, the most important condition, you need to receive love from God. You have to be a champion of love and you can embrace anyone. You can really, you can forgive your enemy. Wow, that is the, what, that is the position of the able, right? Living divine principle, and then today, again, I'd like to talk about tree of life. Let's study EDP. The tree of life. According to the Bible, the hope of fallen people is to attain the tree of life. In Proverbs 13, 12, the Israelites of the Old Testament age looked to the tree of life as their hope. Likewise, in Revelations 22, 14, the hope of all Christians has been to approach and partake of the tree of life. However, in Genesis 3, 24, it is written that when Adam fell, God blocked his path to the tree of life by stationing the cherubim with the flaming sword to guard it. From this, we can also deduce that the hope of Adam before the fall was the tree of life. Adam was cast out of the Garden of Eden without having attained his hope, the tree of life. For fallen people ever since, the tree of life has remained a hope unfulfilled. Let's just study Father Sula. A background that could search for the principle. Reverend Moon did not just look at the Bible when searching for the principle. I said Genesis is the chapter of the human fall. Revelation of St. John is the chapter about the restoration. If this is made from the tree of life, it must be restored by the tree of life. If it is not correct, the Bible is not true. Why? The thing from a seed must return to the seed. This should be correct. The bud coming out of the seed must be the same. It must go up, not to the side. This should be correct. In this point of view, the teachings of principle coincide with the view of the history of providence through a reasoning process. As long as God does exist, both in name and reality, as long as God does extend his providence centering upon love, the world inevitably should meet the error of unification centering on the cultural error. True parents are the tree of life which the fallen people can be engrafted. As the fallen people inherited the evil love, evil life, and evil blood lineage from fallen parents and became dirty, all this should be liquidated. These are all the wild olive trees. It's almost like a field of wild olive trees. So God cannot force it. God must plant a wild olive tree of God's side in the field. That's the realm of religion. And when the Lord comes, he will be able to cut off all at once and engraft them. The tree of life is true parents, true parents whom you can be engrafted. 
you must receive a seed which didn't fall and can inherit the love of God, the life of God, and God's blood lineage again. Do you understand? Yes. The great thing about the Bible is that in Genesis, there is a, there is a content about the creation of a man beginning with the tree of life. And due to the fall of a man, the tree of life could not be realized. And this revelation, it says that the Lord must come again as the tree of life. Even after thousands of years in the providence of restoration, the Bible explains that God's providence uh, progressed with a consistent flow towards one purpose. That's why the Bible is so great. Let's take a look at the content about the tree of life in the Bible. Let's read the content on God's creation of the tree of life and the failure of the man to uh, advance as a tree of life due to the fall and the truth that humankind is wishing to eventually become trees of life. Genesis chapter 2, verse 9. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow uh, out of the ground, the trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for good. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Genesis uh, chapter 3, 24, after God drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the garden of the Eden and cherubim and the flaming sword flashing back and forth to uh, the God, the way to the tree of life. Revelation uh, chapter 22, verse 14, bless uh, those who wash their groves that they may have the right to the tree of the life and may go through the gates into the city. Originally, in the original world of creation, the true, uh, the true tree of life was meant to be multiplied with the seed of true love and true life and true lineage. Today's youth ministry, you must sow filial piety to reap filial piety. Very important content, especially the relationship between husband and wife. Really, I really, this content really touched my heart. Really, I really need to reflect on myself. You know, uh, how, how, as a husband, how to deal with the wife. As a wife, how to raise up the husband. Very important content centering on God's principal point of view. Let's study. What is the wife's responsibility regarding her husband? We must clearly know what kind of course we ourselves went through and for what. Becoming one couple means entering the course of the final destination. Then what is the first responsibility wives have over their husbands. It is a responsibility to raise the husband's level of love. What should you do to raise the husband's level of love? The wife must first fulfill the role of a mother to her husband. The mother's role does not mean having to act as a superior to her husband. It means to act as a servant. 
It means having to shed many tears for the sake of a husband. It means having to serve the husband well. As a wife, there are many tears, sighs, and sorrows in order to raise our husband's level of love. That is why we say, serve him with the heart of a parent in the body of a servant. Husbands should also be in the same position toward their wives. Couples need to nurture each other. Yeah. Receiving the blessing and becoming one couple means you have entered the course of the final destination of the uh, practicing true love. Within a blessed couple, the man is in the position of the archangel and that the woman is in the position of God's bride. So after conditional ritual of the three-day ceremony, the couple must go through a process of the artistic restoration. Then what's the first responsibility wives have over their husbands? It is a responsibility to raise the husband's level of love. The wife must first fulfill the role of the mother to her husband. The mother's role means acting as a servant with the heart of the parents. It means having to shed mean tears while serving her husband in order for him to grow. In our life of faith, there are many tears and sighs and sorrows for the wife to raise her husband's level of love. That's why we say serve him with the heart of the parents in the body of a servant. The husband needs to attain his wife as a mother and stand in the position of the being born again. Very important points, the, you know, the principle uh, centering on the, the point of the uh, restoration point of view. Next. How the wife can raise her husband. For the wife to raise her husband well means to serve attend and respect him so that the husband will adore his wife. When you do that, the husband will be completely dominated by his wife. The husband will look up to his wife. The wife's responsibility is to make a heart of adoration spring up in her husband. If parents give birth to children and act as servants to them, a heart that strives to be filial will spring up within the child. Then, that mother will become the mother of a filial child. When parents serve their children until death, that child becomes a filial child. Since the son becomes a filial son, the mother becomes the mother of a filial son. It is the same way in raising up the husband. It is also the same for raising up the wife. The wife should serve her husband by making her own heart spring up and acting as a mother of longing that the husband has for his wife. If you do that well, your husband will be raised. Wow, important guidance. The wife's responsibility is to make her husband adore her. In order to do that, the, the wife has no other way than to serve, attend, and respect him with a parental heart. If the wife serves and respects her husband like her own child, then the husband will be completely dominated by his wife. Then he will look up to his wife. 
It is the same principle as when parents give birth to children and act as a servant to them. Then a heart that strives to be filial will spring up within the child when parents serve their children until death. That child becomes a child, a filial child. In the same way, when the wife raises her husband, it is also the same for raising up the wife. My brother says, when parents raising up their children, you know, you know, to their children become filial sons and daughters. Not just only all of a sudden. You need to serve your children until you die. Until you die. Without saying much, it's just sobbing and sobbing and caring. No expectation, just with a parental heart and serve. Same way. In order to surrender my husband, in order to surrender my wife, Father said, you need to have a lot of tears and sighs, but still without giving up, serving him, loving him, respect him with a parental heart, only through this way, can raise up my husband, can raise up my wife. No other method. Very important guidance, my brothers and sisters. If I knew this principle more earlier, when I, before starting family, someone teach me like that, wow, my marriage life, how much it become better quality. <laughs> Now I am 65 years old. Now I understand. My goodness. So much regretful. That's why you are a young guy. You know, how much you are lucky guy you can learn through your you know, senior brothers and sisters of failure. And we learn again. Again, we really remind again. What true parents guide us to us? Right, my brothers and sisters. Next. You must sow filial piety to reap filial piety. When it comes to love between parents and children, it means that parents treat their children more dearly than the parents themselves and act as servants to their children. It is reversing the child being filial to their parents. So it is like the parents are being filial to the child. If Hyojung Filial heart means a child serves their parents with all their heart, all their soul, and offers all their sincere devotion. Then it also means the ex same exact heart the parents have when loving their child with the same mindset. Filial heart is regarding the other as more precious than oneself and having attachment for them. If the parents do not sow filial piety in their children, the children will not be filial to the, to the parents. You must sow filial piety to reap filial piety. When you have a heart of filial piety, the other person becomes a creator. Filial heart is creative power. Yes. When we raise our, raise our children or... Uh, when the wife raises her husband, the reason we fail is because we think that we are dominating the other. When I try to dominate someone, they re uh, rebel. Therefore, 
there's no other way but to bring them to natural surrender through love. Just as a child is a filial to their parents, the parents must first to filial to their children. With the same principle, the wife should not try to dominate her husband, but first be filial to him. Even husband same, husband should not try to dominate you know, his wife, but first be filial to her. Filial heart is regarding the, uh, the other as uh, more precious than oneself and having attachment for them. If the parents do not sow filial piety in their children, the children will not be filial to the parents. You must sow filial piety to reap filial piety only when you serve the other with the heart of the filial piety will they completely and voluntarily surrender to me. That's why filial piety is really, really, really creative power. That's why I love the word shojong. I do not know my Western brothers and sisters. How much do you understand the meaning of the filial, filial piety or filial heart? In the beginning, maybe you are not into catch, but this very important concept of the filial piety in Korea only using the filial piety or filial heart only toward parents. Okay? Only when children serve their parents. Uh, at risk of my life, I put everything, my sincerity and love and heart and sacrifice for my parents. We call that a filial heart, filial piety. We own that kind of terminology only can use to the parents. But here you are saying why? Not only that, you know, you same attitude, same mindset, you need to apply to anyone, to your husband, to your wife, to your own brothers and sisters, to your neighbor, to your own father and mother. Then, what father is saying then? That's why filial piety is creative power. Filial heart can conquer anyone, anyone's heart. Okay, final slide. You must have a heart of filial piety for amazing works to happen. It is difficult to have a heart of filial duty towards others. In Korean tradition, a filial heart means a child loves their parents with all their heart, all their soul, and offers all their sincere devotion for the parents. However, the idea is to have the same mindset of that filial heart towards one's own spouse and children. Originally, the word hyojang is a vertical term used only for children living for the sake of their parents. But it is meant to be applied to everyone around you. It is the same when we bring Cain to surrender. If you want to subjugate Cain, you cannot subjugate them unless you serve them with the heart of filial piety towards heaven. You cannot think that you should witness by teaching someone something. Serving others with the heart of filial piety will lead to natural surrender and restoration. No matter what you do, you must have a heart of filial piety for amazing works to happen. Yeah. It is difficult to have a heart of the filial duty towards others. However, the idea is to have that same mindset of that filial heart towards 
one's own spouse and children. Originally, the word hyojong is a very vertical term used only for children living for their parents. But it is meant to be applied to everyone around you. Even though hyojong has an uh, uh, attribute of the heart that serves uh, the other person first, it does not have the heart that try, uh, tries to dominate them at all. Hyojong filial heart is always vertical doesn't have any concept. I dominate. How can say children, I dominate my father and mother? Doesn't does not exist the concept of the domination at all. That is Shojong. How come as a children dominate father and mother? Just only put my heart, my almost sincerity and serving him and respect, respecting and then sacrifice. That's the attribute of the shojong. That's why when you have the concept of domination, that is not shojong. This is very important, my brothers and sisters. I do not know how much do you understand the meaning of the filial part and shojong. And shojong has the attribute of the respecting the other person and always serving them with a vertical heart. Is the same when we bring Cain to uh, surrender, you know, to subjugate Cain. We cannot subjugate them unless we serve them with the heart of the filial piety towards heaven. Shojong does not have the heart that seeks to teach the other person something. Also, one of the important attributes of the Shojong is does not have any concept to teach somebody. Just serving and loving and respect. Doesn't have any concept to teach. Hyojong does not ask anything in return, but only has the heart to attend and serve and respect. That's why natural surrender restoration will only happen when someone serves others with the heart of the filial piety. No matter what you do, if you treat people with a heart of the filial piety, works of the inspiring and moving heart will take place. Works of natural surrender will happen. Wow, beautiful. Huh? The concept of the shoujang is very beautiful, right? Today I talk about you must sow filial piety to reap filial piety. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Dr. Young, for that beautiful message. So before we continue, I would like to invite up Gary Abrahams, the ACLC Subregion 4 coordinator, who will share on Christian Couples Marriage Enrichment Program that happened in Memphis. Uncle Gary, please unmute and share with us. Okay, sorry. <clears throat> yeah, today, uh, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Dr. Young. Hey, good morning, Abraham. Yes. <laughs> good to see you. Yeah, I had a very interesting experience this morning. I woke up early to prepare. <clears throat> and right after I woke up and I sat down, you know, to read some things, the electricity went off. Oh. <laughs> so I can't be on my computer. Uh, we have to do this by telephone. And also I have, 
I don't know if I sent pictures, uh, you know. We have those. I, Isaac and Tal, so we can try. So anyway, this is <laughs> this is very uh, challenging for me to do it by by uh, telephone because my eyesight is not so good. But anyway, I thought it's so interesting that this uh, this happened this morning this way. So, uh, and can you time for seven minutes? Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, I wanna I wanna try to keep this as uh, as uh, keep to my assignment, as the, as the churches say. Um, so my assignment is to, uh, uh, I want to uh, give a testimony about what's happening today, but in uh, ACLC, uh, where I am, which is in my hometown of Memphis, Tennessee. And I came, uh, came here about 30 years ago I had the opportunity to come to uh, <clears throat> to come to Memphis. I was working that time uh, for Shining Ocean, one of Father's seafood businesses. And uh, when I came to my hometown, uh, then uh, shortly afterwards, uh, Father came on his fifty city tour. So we we were we were the only couple here. So we were uh, we were kind of forced to work with ministers because Father, on that tour, only wanted to speak at churches. So we had to uh, go out. Mainly, my wife did because I had a job, and uh, but I I helped her, and uh, uh, then Father came here and spoke at a church, and that pastor has been our our core pastor ever since 2001. So there are some pictures here that, that are coming up and I'll try to connect what I'm saying to those pictures as much as possible. This is actually, I started working with ministers in the days of the ICC, uh, which, which was in, uh, Father started that in 1985 to educate 70,000 pastors and to bring 7,000 pastors to Korea to uh, study the divine principle. So I was not here in Memphis. I was in Brooklyn at the time. And it's so interesting to me that uh, uh, Brooklyn is known as the borough of churches because there's so many churches there. And Memphis has an incredible amount of churches, over 2,000 churches uh, in a small city. So uh, I think there's a correlation between the two. I feel very close. These are uh, pictures, uh, early pictures from uh, the ICC. Uh, and let's see, what, I can't see that one right there. Anyway, so, uh, so anyway, the connection here was, this was my introduction to working with Christianity. Uh, I was raised in uh, New York and Philadelphia Jewish. And so, uh, but when I started working with pastors, I felt uh, a real uh, affinity uh, for them and I was excited to do it. And uh, I felt very prepared. Uh, this is, uh, so anyway, I, I, uh, fast forward, I came down to Tennessee 
and started working with pastors. And uh, I was thinking about giving a little bit different testimony when I was asked to do this. But Dr. Young said two days ago, you should become Abraham to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to yeah. the Christian pastors. Yeah. <laughs> the ACLC. So I thought, oh, okay, then I, I need to stay on, you know, I, I need to stay on target and and need to focus on what's happening. So this uh, this is a picture. So fast forward to Tennessee, father coming here and uh, ACLC work here in Tennessee. Uh, Reverend Jackson was supposed to come here a few days ago to prepare some of our uh, pastors for Chunbo. And, uh, and I think they, you know, they understand something already that God has taught them. And now they just need a little, a little more inspiration. So Reverend Jackson was supposed to come here this Thursday and right here this is the pastors that he was going to meet so we were going to have a breakfast at seven and then go to one of the pastor's churches and talk about chunbo but uh reverend <laughs> reverend jackson had car trouble and so during this meeting he was stuck in oklahoma which is what six five six seven hours away <laughs> so, but we had our meeting nevertheless and uh, in this picture, uh, there's one missing. He had to go to the doctor. But there's uh, uh, the first pastor is Reverend Vaughn, who has known us for about six months. But him and his wife and some other pastors through him have received the blessing. And he, it's incredible. I mean, he, you know, we really love him and he really loves us. And he's calling me all the time and asking what's going on, what can we do? And then next to him is uh, Pastor Danny Holmes, whose church father spoke in in 2001. And uh, yeah, he, this guy is quite an amazing guy. He's an older pastor, and uh, but he he had a he he's been with us and gone to many of our activities. He went to Israel. He told me three times he went to Israel and he went to uh, he went to Japan and Korea. And so he's had so many experiences uh, with us. And one of the one of the experiences that he had was uh, he was praying one one night and uh, he saw Father Moon and he he saw Reverend Moon and right behind uh, Reverend Moon appeared Jesus. So at that point, he was convicted that, yes, Jesus is working behind Reverend Moon. And so, uh, you know, he's been able to, I mean, he really loves us. He really loves father, really loves true parents. And he, uh, he'll do anything, you know, that we ask him to do. And so, I asked him to come to this meeting to be a little bit of a um, John the Baptist uh, for me, and also Reverend Vaughn would be the would be the backup John the Baptist uh, <laughs> because because of our, our our love for each other. And this this man here is a bishop, uh, and he's a psychologist, and he 
at when he came to this meeting, he had never heard of Reverend Moon before. So uh, he was really surprised. He, and the other pastor that left, uh, he runs many organizations, uh, Christian organizations in Memphis. And uh, uh, he know, uh, we asked him, uh, how much do you know about Reverend Moon? He says, from the internet. So, you know, whenever you hear that, you have to say, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Maybe uh, this guy needs to uh, learn more. So I gave them all, uh, I gave these two pastors uh, father's speeches from Washington Monument. And I said, you should, you should study about Reverend Moon from Reverend Moon's point of view and, not, and from God's point of view. And that way you hear on the internet. So also I take care and uh, I'm the sub-regional uh, four uh, coordinator and I take care of Nashville and uh, which is where most of our, our members are. And this was uh, on Monday, I came back from a program Monday night uh, from their monthly ACLC program. And so this is uh, Reverend Saito, who's uh, the pastor in Nashville, the state leader. And, um, and so we had a, a meeting with, uh, with our, um, we have kind of a core of people and we're trying to expand that core. Um, okay. Okay. Is that, yeah. Okay. Uh, anymore. Okay. So quickly, I, I, I want to go to the, to the meeting that I was supposed to talk about to keep going. Uh, I'm sorry, Tal. That's in my face. Okay. This is at a uh, big uh, 7,000 uh, 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 capacity church called Hope Church. It used to be Presbyterian, but you know now all the mainline churches are kind of moving away from uh, connecting to any denomination and they're becoming you know family churches or community churches or you know things like that. So this uh, was a big Presbyterian church and it became a Hope Church. And it used to be Hope Presbyterian and then they just changed it to Hope Church. So uh, this other pastor that wasn't in that picture that had to leave, uh, him and I worked on this uh, project to bring uh, 250 uh, pastor couples to, uh, this was a week ago Saturday, uh, to this Hope Church. So we had 250 pastor couples and uh, it was amazing. And I'm trying to figure out right now it's being, uh, it's uh, married, you know, how to make better marriages, but it's mostly from the Christian narrative. And I'm, you know, I'm working on trying to, uh, to include uh, the blessing and what we have to teach. But it's, you know, I think the time is almost there. But uh, I wasn't able to do that. But I, I did it through, you know, the Christian network. But uh, I'm, I feel that we are being, uh, what does the divine principle say? Uh, Abel, uh, Cain receives Abel uh, with, uh, well, a welcoming heart. So when they see me, uh, they welcome me. And they're always grateful. They call me up and say, please come to here. 
please come to there. Please come to our program. Mm. And I feel that Christianity has really opened their heart yeah. now mm. in this age to Unification Church. Wow, and to amazing. amazing. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, they're so happy to see me. Mm. And uh, they're so happy to see us. And mm. they're, you know, they're always inviting me and they're and I'm inviting them. So, oh. amen. Yeah, Gary, Gary Abraham, really, you can become real Abraham, ancestor of the ACLC. Wow, thank you so much, Abraham, for your beautiful uh, outreach. Kamsamida. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Uncle Gary, for that wonderful living testimony. Great, Gary. You got muted, Rebecca. Rebecca, you're muted. There we go. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Uncle Gary, for that wonderful living testimony. And thank you, Dr. Yong, for that beautiful message this morning. Uh, something that stuck out to me was in order to receive filial piety, you must sow filial, filial piety. And one way to do that is to create an environment of love, an environment of warmth, and an environment of understanding. So thank you so much, Dr. Yong, for that beautiful message. I look forward to you every single morning, so thank you.